Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the League Community Podcast. We are here to talk about Kled, uh, but before we begin, uh, I would like to take a uh, a little bit of time to talk about something that happened on the last podcast. Uh, for those of you who were listening to us talk about Rise and the Rise update, uh, someone, I believe it was uh, John O'Brien, was a little mistaken uh, and... and uh, made a comment about Rise's original voice actor. And so uh, we wanted to give a shout out to Adam Harrington, uh, the original voice actor of Rise, who is certainly not someone off of the street. Uh, you know, definitely uh, a mistake by John. Didn't actually know that Adam uh, was Rise's original voice actor, which is funny because uh, Adam actually tried out uh, and and got pretty close to being accepted to be Rise's new voice actor as well. So so we love Adam here. Uh, you guys probably also know him as the uh, voice actor for the original Karthus, Shaco, Cassidy, and Mordekaiser. He's also gone on to do a lot of great things like uh, The Wolf Among Us, a lot of different voices in that as well as the main character. So go ahead and check out Adam, Adam Harrington, VO. Uh, so yeah, sorry for the confusion, but back to this one, we are here for Kled. If I didn't introduce myself, I am Patrick Scarborough, also known as Scarzard, and joining me is the DNA pod behind the champion, Kled. So we have Odin Warg Bobo Schaefer. Warg. Is that, was that good enough? Is that good enough for you? It's acceptable. I tried to go for like a... Warg. Okay, so I will never mess that up ever again. And we have, uh... Edmundo, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, oh, God, you have to say it. Adnumde. Ad, Edmundo Adnumde Sanchez. It's actually Edmundo backwards. And trying to, th- it's like if you had not told me it was backwards, I would probably have gotten it every time. But but now now that I know, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to do it. And, uh, and we have uh, Ian Harrow Hendry here. Uh, guys, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I have the Hello. most boring summoner name at this table, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> Harrow is actually pretty regular. So, 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 uh, to give you guys the rundown, Odin, uh, you were the head of the kind of narrative design, you might yeah. say, behind Kled. So, what does that actually entail for someone as crazy as this? Uh, well, for any of these, some of it is is sort of figuring out theming and sort of like the character. So, what are they going to feel like as a person, as opposed to the sort of pure gameplay? There's obviously a lot of interaction between art and gameplay for for that personality. So we're always trying to make sure that that's doable, but also that we're aligned. And so a lot of what I do is sort of most of my job is actually pitching stuff to these two people and being like, hey, do you, do you like me? Do, do you like me now? Please please like me. The answer is no. Sometimes he has good ideas and we will steal them from him. Oh, I see. Okay. So this is so it's a very interesting relationship then. It's like, guys, but but what if they had spacesuits on? You're like, Odin, stop, go away. Yeah, well, yeah. What if what if he was an insane old man uh, <laughs> with a somewhat codependent relationship with his pet yeah. that actually doesn't understand him. And oh, by insane, I mean like totally insane, like talking yeah. to things. Yeah. yeah. And and yet that <laughs> one is the one that ended up sticking. So, uh, so uh, Mundo, walk me through a little bit of of the journey from from beginning to now. Like, like how, how did we begin concepting this character specifically? Because I know there, was, there were a lot of challenges around, well, is it going to be a Yordle? Is it going to be a person? What is he going to ride on? Things like that. Well, um, actually, I think I think f- pretty early on we decided to make it a yordle. Um, so I think I think uh, we were hitting on a on a design space that there was a lot of humans already taking uh, up on. You know, basically you had your master Yi's and your 
I don't know, your fio, uh, Fiora possibly and whatnot. Humans with swords. Yeah. Humans with swords, yeah. So we w- wanted to kind of hit that vein gameplay-wise, but so wanted to make sure that we we're going to get a completely new visual. So so Yoro was definitely decided on pretty early. Definitely knew that we wanted a mount, but we didn't know exactly what it was. So that's my job, right? Like we just started, I started just drawing and um, getting, you know, getting uh, submissions for as, as many mounted Yordles as we could. And then started, you know, generating conversation and seeing what what was it that we what would best fit this character. So, so I know, uh, you know, we talk about it on the podcast a lot. The DNA, the design, narrative, art. It's all. It's kind of a give and take. There's there's a lot that kind of moves in between. So, uh, what they actually literally lock us in a room? <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, please help, please help all of us. Yeah. So we we haven't been allowed to leave for hours. Uh, but no, so which actually came first here? Like, what what was the chicken or the egg in in, in the Clyde case? We kind of knew mounted Noxian Yordle pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, we we established that we wanted to do mounted, and then we were like, oh, but the mount can't be big, so therefore the rider needs to be small. Okay, Yordle uh, or Yordle or Goblin, and then we were like, oh, well, we're not sure what the line is. But we were then looking at Yordles, and we were like, yeah, Noxus doesn't really have a Yordle. That would be kind of different. Like, that would be really different from the other Yordles. <laughs> yeah. All the other Yordles who are like, let's live in harmony in some, like, weird forest town and and, and love right. one another. And, and Kled is definitely a far cry from that. Uh, Ian, I actually know that you you did not begin uh, design work on Kled. You were actually handed Kled. What is that experience like typically for people out there that might not know? Well... You end up being handed this giant problem, and then you have to try and solve it. And it's up to the players out there to decide whether or not we really did. No, not really. I mean, I was there from the start kind of shadowing. Uh, it was Jordan uh, Riot Rex, I believe. Yeah, creator of uh, Braum and Kindred. Yeah. yeah, this is your first character, is that correct? From a design standpoint, yeah. I was yeah. the writer on Champions way back when. Um, but as a gameplay designer, this was um, my first project, yeah. Um, for me, honestly, uh, I was working with Jordan pretty closely on some of the early things, the core of the character, like the, the passive especially is kind of the, the main part of it. And being around working with these guys here, uh, I felt like I had a pretty solid understanding of the character's personality, the way these two things interplayed and how he should feel in game. Uh, so I felt like I was kind of set up to succeed in that way. Um, I wanted to kind of keep that spirit alive uh, have this sort of personality, which I think we'll get to, be the driving force behind uh, every ability I was trying to make for the character. So so we have Noxian mounted Yordle, right? And that feels like kind of the space you guys are moving around in. How how from that do you guys get to Kled and Skarl? Like when, when was the moment that you guys really felt like you started to land upon the personalities that kind of, you know, that people are are already hearing about right now. I mean, like, we kind of knew that we wanted to do a really different Yordle just in personality, but partially this relates to something that uh, is not totally player-facing, but the sort of notion that, like, Yordles are kind of human ideals in a certain way. Like, Poppy is sort of, like, courage, but also humble courage. And Heimdinger is sort of like this spirit of innovation in a Mm -hmm. way. Sort of like if you look at them through that thing, well, then what does Noxus care about? Like what what is sort of a Noxian ideal? And he kind of personifies that. And it's a like – Insanity is do it. Yeah, like he is the guy who is going to charge into the middle of the fight even though he's only three foot tall. Like and try and beat up all five guys. Yeah. And, uh, for me, it was a, a thought of a fucking 
old movie Bad News Bears where there was this one little kid who was picking fights with everybody and he was always losing. But like through the course of the movie, you began to realize that that in itself was sort of heroic. Like, yeah. oh, like I don't care if I lose. Like I'm not afraid of getting beaten up. Yeah. It's actually interesting that you bring up Poppy because, uh, you know, it's easy to see Poppy. You know, I think the the thing that came up the most during her development was David and Goliath, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, we're going to have the little yordle that takes on the big guys and wins, right? And, you know, she's all decked out in Demacian armor and everything. It's cool to see the 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 Noxian yordle be the one that has, like, no regard for safety, right? It's like, <laughs> doesn't actually care if, if he's going to win, is going to charge right in. Yeah. Yeah, I think the kind of sort of symbolism that I've always seen is Skarl, the lizard, is almost that voice in the back of your head that's telling you, this is probably a bad idea, really. Uh, but then true courage is when you completely ignore that <laughs> and, keep and just going. keep going. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what we tried to make Cled feel like is there's a lot of things in our game that should that tell you just go back to base, just come back later. No, everything about Cled is if you just stick around a little longer than it seems sensible to do, just go in one more time, get that last hit, it's actually going to work out better. Yeah, it's, it's almost we actually had like up as pillars for a little while, like goes ham. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, um, as a sort of like encouraging that, and then Mundo sort of did a really sort of early drawing that started to move him into the insane old man thing, because like I just would stare at this this drawing, and it was the sort of super goblin one that you did. They had these sort mm-hmm. of, it didn't even look like a traditional yordle. It looked more like a goblin with these snaggle tooth and sort of weird bent uh, hat, mm-hmm. um, top hat, and he just looked so mean and ornery that then that started to like like i then had that moment where i could then do the imitation of of scarl which ends up being like a big for my department a big sort of character moment like because now i can pitch him like as the voice to people um and then if they like that then it's like okay i know how to write this guy and like people start sort of being able to quote him even before he exists like before we had a voice actor even the naming process for these characters like you know you're trying you pitch a whole bunch of names and odin submits this huge long list and in the design pit when people were playtesting the guy even before we'd really finally pick the name for the lizard people were like yelling skull come back skull and we're yeah. like okay i think we know the name <laughs> yeah multiple a's on the skull so so mundo how maybe maybe i don't know enough about about you mundo but how do you go from uh you know th- this kind of oh yeah we're gonna have a mounted noxian yordle probably cares about strength to like insane old mean guy well, well you know i think early since the beginning also we were we we were tossing around the idea of this guy had to be crazy you know this guy yeah. this guy's always been crazy so so I mean, a lot of I think a lot of the early explorations we did was I mean, in in the the goblin image that he's referring to, I think was me trying, you know, just as a concept artist should. I was exploring as many boundaries as I could, and I was trying to push it as far as I as I possibly could. So I was actually trying to like lean it towards more of a goblin, um, which obviously we had to kind of bring it back more into into recognizable yordle yordle land. But um, but I think. Sorry, what is the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. No, we can edit that. Uh, so the the question that I had was was how, how did you get how how did you personally when you're iterating get into like insanity and like mean and like anger and really start to represent that kind of relationship between them? 
Got it. Okay. And well, I think, okay. Yeah. Like I said, so insanity was, was a major player early on. And then, and then you just, you just draw and explore and then, and see what, what sticks. Right. And, and obviously like, like he was saying, there's, there's certainly certain images that, 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 uh, resonate, um, the, the goblin resonated, but obviously we had to bring it a little closer to Yorl's, but there was, there was that meanness that, that, I think we called it, I was calling it the icky king at the time, uh, <laughs> uh, that just, that worked out, you know? So then you just, you just kind of stick to that and, yeah. and, and keep working it. Um, and really early on you were like, I mean, one of the things that sort of, we both sort of agreed early on, this is when Jordan before Ian was even a part of it was like, Hey, let's push some of the boundaries of yeah. what a yordle is visually, thematically, like what you sort of think of as a yordle, like right. move that Cause, forward. Because yordles aren't actually mean, right? It's it's like it's like the 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 most evil yordle we kind of have is Vagar, and his whole thing is like, you know, take me seriously. It's short jokes, right? It's like we don't actually even know if he is a bad dude deep down, or right. this is like a phase for Vagar in some ways, <laughs> where where like Cled is Cled's a mean bastard. He right. he he really, you know, he has some violent tendencies, both both in and out. The hey, <laughs> that's the name of his W. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and, and I have to say, this is you know, th this is kind of my moment uh, uh, to to give this feedback to you guys. I think this character feels unlike anything I've played in League so far. Like whether it's just uh, playtesting him or messing around in in kind of the single player tool and hearing the way that he talks. I was very worried, and and I'm I'm sure you guys got this a lot. This character might come off as like a weird hick stereotype, mm -hmm. right? You know, I I can only imagine how many times that probably came up. But yeah. the relationship between these characters is so genuinely funny that uh you know, I even minutes before this, I'm hanging out with Ian at his desk, and I hear uh Cled go, "You can't deep fry courage," <laughs> right? And I'm like, "That's I love you. I love this. This is you know, went, went from being something I was not very sure about to something that I'm very excited about." I mean, I Good. think this this character, I viewed it, uh, and I was given probably more leeway than I should have been. <laughs> uh, the same view as Tom Kench, where there was a lot of concern about that when we did Tom Kench, uh, where it was like, is Tom Kench like making fun of people? Is he sort of thing? And it's like, no, he's coming from a place of love. Like, it's like, I generally want people to like Tom Kench. I generally want people to like Cled, except the people who don't like Cled, and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cled doesn't want you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 I want to get over to the gameplay a little bit. You know, we, we've been talking a lot about his personality, and 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 I want to keep that going. But, but, Cled uh, is really doing something. I can't understate that just does not exist in League of Legends, right? Like, like we don't have, you know, we have some transformation characters like Nar, right, who have kind of the state base. We have characters like Aatrox who can come back from the dead and Nibia who can come back from the dead. And yet, it feels like when you lane against Kled or when you see him do his thing and remount, it's not really like anything we've ever seen. How has that been from the beginning to balance and to work around? It's been rough. Uh, we've definitely seen some more frustrating. Ian says with giant bags <laughs> under his eyes, this is, this is the price that, it, that you've paid. This is part of the dream, right? The horrible nightmare. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. No, I mean, really, like, there is huge potential for this kind of mechanic to frustrate people, right? Like, you, you're this close to killing this little guy, this guy that's yelling at you as he's stabbing you, <laughs> even as his mount is run away and he's at 10, 10 HP. And then suddenly his lizard comes back and rescues him in the middle of the battle and you're denied that chance to kill him. Like, there, there is a potential for, for frustration there. But 
when we push it to this kind of extreme where the, the highs are that high for Kled, it also means that when people manage to kill Kled in the moments that his lizard are, is running back to him, about to give him that sort of second wind, that uh, Kled Dead Redemption moment. <laughs> wow. Sorry, All right. everyone. There you um, go. That's no that that everyone needs to know. Cled Dead Redemption. That is a summoner name right now. Someone is renaming their account. Yeah. To all sorts of Cled puns. But to continue on that train, if you manage to just kill him, get you know hit that that last basic attack that knocks him dead, even as his lizard is running back to him, you get to say to yourself, Cled's dead, baby. Cled's dead. Oh, that's a high moment for the uh, Everyone's like, what? For the meeting. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Someone's ready. Hey. So anyway, so. Uh, so uh, I, I also know that uh, you had to go through what I would consider a pretty big challenge where we didn't really know what to make this guy, right? Because I think, you know, for, for some of the listeners out there who know, we talk about this all the time when we do champion update stuff, but we really try to focus on a role for the character, right? And and, and we've most recently been trying to talk about, like, subclasses, right? This is kind of your, your juggernauts, right? Your battle mages versus your artilleries, right? Like, how are we going to define this output? And... I think uh, I think it was you, uh, Odin, who was talking about, uh, or, or maybe it was Mundo that was talking about, like Yi and Fiora, like these these skirmishing swordmaster characters that want to get into the middle of the fray, and and I think that's where we started with Kled, but it's certainly not where we've ended up, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's some some element of him. He's kind of like a bit of a mixed class. He certainly does like to scrap with people in short ranges, and he's a physical melee fighter like those skirmisher types. But we kind of had this pivot point where we were trying to find like the big high moment, the unique thing that he could do for the game, and we tried a bunch of different things. There were things that forced Kled to dismount, but no one ever really wanted to do that. Um, and eventually, we just kind of stopped kidding ourselves. I think it was actually a pitch from from Odin and probably other people as well that this guy who writes something, he's a cavalryman. Why isn't he doing a giant cavalry charge, right? So we started trying a, a bunch of different kinds of cavalry charges and eventually landed on this big, you know, long-range, half-the-map uh, charge that can bring allies with him or can just do it by himself. And then we tested that. We liked it. It's creating a lot of play that we really like. Um, cool team moments, actually causing interactions between the two teams. But uh, one thing we kind of had to accept it was that if we go in this direction, it certainly allows him to dive. If he preps this in the right way, if he finds the right flank and uh, picks the right location, he becomes... A person who dives. Some of us call that a diver. Ah, oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, of course, the diver. So Mundo, uh, Aunt Aunt Odin, we, we we talked a little bit at the top of the show, and I think people are a little into. You can intuitively understand how art and story can inform gameplay, but how challenging has this process been for you guys on the receiving end, right? Because I know that there's a lot, you know, and and a lot of people who aren't in this room, right? The VFX guys, the the animators, right, who have to hear. Hey, so we might be going in a completely different direction, right? Like, or or I need to find a new ability, right? Like, how does that impact what you guys are actually working on and how you guys want to shape the character? Especially even from the early stages when you knew it's like, well, we want him to have double health bars, things things of that nature. Right. For this guy, less than like some of the pivots on like uh, Jin or Alawi, um, uh, like. A lot of the base character was still kind of the same. And in a way, the transition to Diver, I mean, I had been kind of in favor of for a while. Just like everyone, when it, when you have August Browning, like, actually going, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come back here, Skarl. Yeah. Like, um, I'm going to kill him anyways. Yeah. Like, when you have, like, nearly, like, robot August, like, <laughs> expressing yeah. that, like, you're like, all right, people, like, get this personality and enjoy that. And it was like, oh, 
we should probably embrace that where it's like uh, things like Alawi or Jin, where I had to transition a little bit more. This one, it was like, I don't know, like, hey, Mark, I He's a diver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this everyone wants to do it over and over again, at a certain point, we got to be like, maybe that's just yeah. the thing you should do. Yeah, uh, Mundo, do you find it? Do you find it difficult to, uh, you know, especially because I know that you you also have a, a leadership position within the team, kind of helping monitor a lot of the other artists uh, and and people that contribute to this project. Do you find it challenging to say like, oh, guys, something's changing, or or they don't know? what they want him to do yet? Does that limit the space you guys have to kind of come up with ideas, or is that actually really good for you? Well, I mean, I, th- I think it depends what what exactly it is and, and when it comes. You know, I think I think when things comes come very late, it certainly does you yeah. know lim- limit the amount of things that you can that you can possibly do. I think in this case, though, with when we, when we went diver, it actually didn't necessarily have an impact on art. You know, I think uh, I think we were already pretty. The art, art was um, solving problems that I think um, would have would have kind of helped either way. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't too big of a deal when 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 we went diver. But yeah, I think it dep- depending on what you're doing, certainly when things coming late come in late, it certainly hurts the team. You know, to have to go make changes late. You know. Yeah. So we try. We certainly try to solve any problems ahead of time. I think less than um, the sort of shift in class. It was just the nature of this passive and like all the tiny things we were tweaking and fine tuning and so on really were the things that caused the most pain to artists who had to go back in like we're like okay this guy needs a slightly longer attack range than he was at so we need something that can actually sell that he's poking you from slightly longer than the usual attack range okay well we've already done all these animations i guess we'll have to do something else and so on and like oh we're changing like the width of the cone of the shotgun blast that he fires and we're changing the range of that as well and all these other tiny little things on this system that's that's kind of fragile right like we want it to function well but it has potential for frustration so trying to find that balance caused a lot of small changes that you wouldn't think would be super impacting to everyone but but definitely yeah yeah, yeah certainly rory Jin, and, and kyle suffered the, the so that's animation effects and uh, yeah. sound effects suffered yeah. the most of it because each time it shifts like if one of those shifts all three are affected yeah and so it's minor yeah. change affects them and big props to those guys because i think they brought a lot of the personality into the into the character you know oh for sure but uh but i do think it, a strength of the team is agility you know and i think it's it comes with the territory i think when you're creating something from scratch you definitely need to be ready to to maneuver you know um impromptu yeah. so it's something that we're, we're certainly used to and and something that i think the team does really well yeah i think that's actually something that uh that our listeners out there are, you know i think people sort of assume uh and in some cases it's true right in some cases we say like oh echo time punk you know assassin you know like like a lot of those things kind of come together and they feel like they really work right. but you know we we've talked on streams and on podcasts about how like Jin was originally kindred right like dead eye was this jungle sniper and then turned into you know the the manifestation of life and death right and, you, and you're like things actually change pretty dramatically sometimes and yeah. so yeah definitely uh shout out to those guys if you're listening for all the work that you've yeah. done it feels like every time i load up cled in the last couple months it's like oh now he rolls back when he does a shotgun <laughs> blast you're like i love the animation on the w where he like gets up on on scarl and starts stabbing and just screams as he does it i so i i want to go back to talking about the personality because this i think is so key for me uh and yet was actually a really big source of contention is that right odin uh i yeah i mean there were uh probably compared to any with maybe the exception of dunk master darius uh this has been the most like worry 
I've gotten um, and most sort of meetings with legal I've had <laughs> um, with the like, can we does, actually does that feel good? Does that not feel good? Like some people for, that could be a badge of honor, right? It's like I, I so in a way it's a badge of honor because if like if we played it safe, it wouldn't be cled, right? Like yeah. cled, like I needed to figure out where our lines were for like swear words um, in League of Legends and like vi- uh, depictions of violence, um, which I think it's kind of amazing that I managed. And unfortunately, most of these lines are not in the game. Like that, we had lines that he said things that were too violent for League of Legends, <laughs> <laughs> the video game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, like, in a way, some of those lines were, like, the things that both people were the most concerned about, but the people who were, like, when we had playtests and people were playing them, also, like, clued you into who he was, and it felt right. Or it's, like, the, you know, I will make soup out of your genitals! Um, like, it's like he's he's going to make soup out of our genitals. Yeah. Um, genitals is just not a word you expect to hear in League of Legends. That didn't make yeah. it. Also, the... Uh, really, really breaks my immersion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to get a genital-less... Experience. <laughs> yeah. Last hitting my minions. You got to bring genitals into it, and, man. Yeah, the one that was the hard no, which is, and uh, my voice is a little shot right now from impersonating a different character. Um, but was the I'm going to cut off your head, crawl inside your skull, and make a summer home, and then screaming, I will use your eye sockets as a boudoir. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Damn. That is. That's that's not one that I had heard of before. I, I knew about the the soup genital shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, he, man, I I when I first heard stuff like that, it almost reminded me. Uh, my my family was a military background. It almost reminded me of like uh like a sergeant or yeah. or like mm-hmm. uh you know boot camp, right? Yeah. Like the kind of just crazy fantasy level shit that people will say to you to make you right. feel like you're gonna get your ass whooped, right? And no, that's definitely, like, that's intentional. Like, he is, like, wearing Noxian military yeah. gear, and to a certain extent, he is your best version of a Noxian, like, drill sergeant. Yeah, I I, I do want to give special shout-outs as well to another member of the team, Evan Montero, for w- what is a, just knocking it out of the park on this splash oh, art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, we talk so much about the personality, the crazy, you know, gets back up, goes crazy, right? Scarl is like I think looking at a butterfly, right, and like kind of isn't into it. Trying to and, lick his, yeah. the eye, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Cled is caught an arrow in his hand in the middle of a battle, defending something, and is screaming obscenities at them, right? And it's yeah. like that when I, you know, a, a little background, right? I I am a Southern individual. I have a lot of pride over Tom Kench, despite him being uh, played by only the lowest of the low of human mm-hmm, garbage. Mm-hmm. You can quote me on that. I hate <laughs> you, you Tom Kench players. Uh, but no, I love I love him. I love yeah. the whole uh, Lady Killers sort of aspect that he's got going. It's super great. Uh, and when I heard that we had this uh, old man bumpkin from the Noxian out outskirts named Cled ride, riding Cled his little Adia. horse. Yeah. Was it Cledadia? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was like, ooh man. Uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, man, are we just going to put another stereotype into this game? And that picture was the beginning of me really feeling like this was going to this had legs and this was really going to go somewhere. And uh, uh, God, I just so many things like what his his cue. It's it's a bear trap on a rope. That is the name of and, the uh, ability. Ian, yeah. Ian uh, chose that name and it was perfect. It was this was like because Ian was in narrative. This was probably one of the easiest collaborations I've ever had. <laughs> Because, like, he'd be wandering up and be like, I'm going to name it Bear Trap and a Rope. And I was like, 
that is sweet, and I don't have to do any work. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, and, and sadly, though, uh, Mr. Kled's Wild Ride didn't make it. That was the name of the ultimate for quite a long time. But, yeah, that one we had to lay to rest. Yeah. But well, it will live on my heart as the name of the ability forever. Mr. Kled's Wild Ride. Well, tell, <laughs> tell me about that ultimate now, because we, we mentioned it earlier. We were talking about the, the, the kind of... The change between a skirmisher or, or what some people in forums may know as a light fighter is, some, is what we used to call or them. slayer right? sometimes. Yeah, slayer, yeah. right? Like, the the just, these are your melee carries, for lack of a better term, right? Uh, and when we change to diver, I know you, uh, I, I don't want to say you lost a whole ton of sleep, but I don't think you got a lot during the process of trying to figure out all the different ultimates and things. So tell, tell me about some of the ones that didn't work and, and how you really got to this one that you like. Some of the ultimates didn't make it. Um, so the one that was closest to that kind of skirmisher thing, this idea of a light fighter who's happy fighting the front line and gives up the access to the back line to get that kind of power, there was one which was also a kind of a shorter range charge, just a like Malphite alt kind of range, which would hit one person, lock them in place, and then blast everyone behind them away. Uh, that did a lot of cool things. If you you know had this cool kind of lining up gameplay to it, and then you hit, hit the this frontline target, and then your whole team would wail on them until they, they fell, and then you'd have essentially a 4v5, um, which was neat, but uh, it just didn't feel like it was bringing anything particularly unique, right? Like coming so soon after Poppy, which had a like big, you know, large team displacement kind of thing, this kind of like lockdown one person, which I think half the characters in our game have at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Some version of like isolate or stun the guy. Right. Right. So after that, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, we tried a bunch where he just kind of had big steroid moments, if you think like Riven Ultimate, uh, big power boost, which then at the end, no matter what happened, he would get dismounted, right? So he's gone into this kind of like crazy, crazed state, he's pushed Skarl to Skarl's poor limits, and then Skarl's like, all right, I'm done, I'm done, I'm out, right? Uh, which kind of kind of was cool in, in the sort of personality way, we had a lot of cool ideas of what we could do with VO lines in that kind of state and so on, but at the end of the day... You know, you're in the last two seconds of this powered up state and you've gone as far as deep into this fight as you possibly can. And then you're in your weakened state. And, you know, even if the enemy's got literally zero damage on you that time, that's just not a state anyone ever wanted to be in, no matter what version we tried. So so, so you're saying basically like the high moments never really made up for the the cost that you were kind of paying, which is have, having to be little cled. Right. Re like regular cled. Watching the way people would play it, they would spend half the time trying to kill someone, then would look at their buff bar and be like, oh, I've only got half my time left. I'm already going to try and escape so that when I get dismounted, I'm somewhere yeah, safe. Yeah, you'll, you'll be right? safe. That's not clad. Do, do yeah. you guys have a lot of say or a lot of creativity to, to spare when it comes to trying to figure out abilities or, or, or concept or come up with, like, what things this guy is actually going to do in the world? We really just pitch. Like, I, I assume that I have a level of ignorance um, and that the sort of artistry— That's, that's good advice, I think. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh -huh. Most people should assume that. Um, and I assume the sort of artistry of sort of, like— like, because really, like, good game design is actually mapping a feeling, right? Like, the sort of, like— Figuring out how I'm, this play pattern is going to make you feel a particular way. And so I pitch ideas that I think are probably consistent with that, but with no idea of how, like, whether they would work. But in general, when I pitch something and it's it's useful, it's, like, adjacent to what is good. It's not, <laughs> it's not the thing. It's more like, oh, but that gives me an idea that is useful. Yeah, I think, like, the origins of Bear Trap and Rope actually were just us jamming about like really early on, what are things that someone writing something might want to do? And it's essentially Kled's version of a lasso, right? Like, yeah. Lasso <laughs> yeah. someone. Then a really like... crazy, like murderous, rusty lasso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
he just found a bear trap somewhere, thought, what can I do with this? Tie it to a rope. But yeah, I mean, it's that feeling, right? Like you've got this person, they're going to try and get away. You're going to try and kind of keep in this range and then at the end, like drag them towards you sort of thing. So so, so does he have an actual full name and title? I heard I heard uh, while he this is this is something in, uh, kind of an Easter egg, I guess, for some of you guys out there. But uh, Kled's voice lines when he is dismounted is some of the most fun I've had in League of Legends. <laughs> Just walking around single play like on on a on a dark map. Hearing him say, I can hear you, lizard, you know, just like, quit laughing at me, you know, or, or whatever it is that he's, you know, that he's doing or, or something like that. But I can't remember what it was. Do you guys remember what his what his full title is? Uh, he's the cantankerous cavalier. No, 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 no. no. I, I um, guess what I'm referring to is there's a moment oh. where he talks about himself. Uh, the, uh, oh, yeah. There are a number of lines oh, yeah, where so he talks about his title. There, yeah, there's probably 25 <laughs> of those, and it keeps changing. Oh yeah. There's th so he's nothing about collector. yeah, yeah. Nothing about Cled is consistent um, <laughs> because he's insane. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's like Grand Admiral of the Mountain right. Division of like yeah, and it just keeps going on. And, and because he likes to take the titles of everybody, everybody and, that he slayed. Yeah, anyone, oh yeah. Anyone oh, that oh he God. beats, he takes the title, and <laughs> right. one of his lines is actually like, at when he he kills somebody, he'll be like, "Wait, what title were they? Yeah. Damn, I forgot to ask again. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta ask him before we kill him." <laughs> yeah, that that is actually a super fun idea. This this is the kind of stuff that that really makes the characters for me is when I can kind of when you learn so much about them that you can really start to apply that knowledge and kind of that wonder to them outside of the actual game, mm -hmm. right? Like. Like uh, Ilawi, one of my personal favorite characters of all time. Uh, you You're know, a glorious man. Yeah, and oh, so look. handsome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just <laughs> make it up for the Tom Kench cracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Kench is literal human garbage, but Ilawi, Ilawi is only for the true and purest of heart. Why do you hurt me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, like you know, the fact that Ilawi quite literally beats people over the head with her religion, right? Like, is just a, such a super fun concept for for like a priest or a cleric type character that that I don't think you usually really see right and so uh yeah w wondering like how Kled interacts with other champions in League of Legends uh is super fun are there a lot of interactions did you guys go uh, go deep on on giving him a lot of unique things to say or do with so other characters? one of the things we we had started with Jin and couldn't really implement and got to implement with with Kled when you kill people with Kled Kled will say something about the person he just killed um, he will diss their dead body. Um, and so it's like the sort of dream of where like uh, like the taunts sort of actually belong yeah. is exists with Kled. And so he has a lot of things to say about uh, the Noxian champs and other yordles. None of it is very nice. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I think he actually says something sort of nice about Riven. Where it's like she's, you know, I almost feel bad about that. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I guess for Cled, that's probably as bad as uh, as close to nice as you get. Um, yeah, this it, it's it's crazy to me to think about how how far this champion came because uh, a lot of people out there, uh, you know, listening may know we have characters like Lee Sin and Elise, uh, maybe a couple others. I think. Oh yeah, Aurelian Soul, right? Ao Shin, the original. You know, like characters that that. We come up with this idea for, and we don't really get it the first time or maybe even the second time, and then we kind of put them away for a little bit, and yet there's something so enduring 
about that fantasy that that we end up coming back and kind of doing it right. And I remember a little after I had started, like four years ago, three and a half years ago or something, there was this idea of having a, a little yordle on a on a griffin, mm-hmm. and and I believe we we called it Yoag. Y- Yordle on a griffin. Yep. And then when I was like, Ian, what champion are you on? He's like, Oh, I'm on Yonag. <laughs> I was like, The hell is Yonag? He's like, Oh, it's Yordle on not a griffin. <laughs> and I was like, So, so Mundo, what, what do you have against griffins, man? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I love griffins. But I think, I think we were building that character at a time when it, it was just not the time for it, you know? And I think we didn't have a good foundation. We, we have re- a really good art for it, but we didn't have a good, I, I don't think we had a good narrative foundation for it, a good base. Um, thematic for it and I think Kit was also suffering you know so I think it's something that we just had to shelf is, is this and, is this something that happens to you a lot where you're like guys I just keep making I keep knocking it out of the park over here on these amazing yeah. concepts all the time why, all the time. No, why does no one match my together, genius can you help together, me out man. here I think if 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 I'm not mistaken were was the original Thresh drawing yours as well yeah man hell yeah this that is was, yeah that just happens you no know, I mean yeah he's got yeah. all of them yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah actually what like Edmundo you are Dr. Mundo yeah, is that correct yeah. as well yeah. we're sitting all the people out there who hate Mundo are like where yeah. are they yeah. you know, I'm gonna go down to that podcast <laughs> recording right now <laughs> So, so, uh, so we're kind of getting to to wrapping up, but I want to get, I want to get, this is, this is kind of the part of the show where I like to talk about, you know, let's, let's tell some of the fun stories or some of the fun happenings that, that kind of happened during this development. I know Odin, you, you were mentioning just outside, uh, I mean, you, you talked about the, the climate up inside someone's skull, but you had so many lines that didn't actually make it, uh, of the lines that did make it, what are, can you give me some of your favorites? Uh... So my favorite is one of his off-mount attack lines, which we decided were his most, like, aggressive one. And it's partially just performance, and it's one of those, like, throwaway lines that you're writing. And if you are attacking somebody, there's an X percentage chance of him just going, I hate you! I hate you! And it's just, like, something is just so funny about him charging at somebody screaming that he hates them. Like, it's so simple. Like, yeah. um... That's one of my favorites. The, any of the like titles, I love all of the like grand. What is it like? Grand Rear Admiral of the First Multiplication. <laughs> like any of that sort of nonsense, and then all of the stuff with the the weasels are watching. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, I remember walking around. Uh, he had a lot to say about badgers. Yeah, badgers. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. I ended up with badgers. I decided badgers was funnier than weasels. That's right. Yeah. I don't know um, if I, yeah. Well, there's in, in, invisible brain badgers uh, that he's <laughs> constantly worried about. That's, so, so, so when we update the the champion page on on the on the uh, on the client and everything, that's going to be under the rivals section. It's going to have brain badgers. Brain, brain badgers. Yes. <laughs> Can yeah. we get that? The, yeah, yes. The only friends. defense is awesome. yeah. The only defense yeah, is yeah, tinfoil hats. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mundo, I need you to draw some uh, bait. Some brain badgers. On it. Well, I guess they're invisible, so you really don't need to draw. <laughs> draw an empty square. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so fun if, if all his rivals are these made-up things, yeah. things that don't really exist. As Clyde says, paranoia just means having all the facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Mundo, tell me, uh, give, give me one of your stories. What, what, was, what was one of your favorite parts working on Clyde? Clyde's been a good ride. It's been it's it's a wild ride. It's been it's been smooth. You know, like I said, I think we we laid really good foundation for it early on. I mean, I think it's been it's been fun having people kind of question us on. Wait, you guys are making a hillbilly? <laughs> yep. Yeah, we are, and and we did. You know, um, it's been yeah. It was and and it, it, like pulling out a, a hillbilly that was a mixture between like 
the, the references that we used were Hunter S. Thompson and uh, General Patton. You know, it was yeah. it was just yeah, it yeah was, that's a hell of a mix. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it was yeah, it was just fun. Everything everything about him was just been it's been sweet. Did you ever think when you started uh, that that this was the character you were going to end up on? Not, I mean, to a certain degree, right? Like we also early on we were we were like referencing Don Quixote as well, you know. But I, and so I think we were we the. We I I don't think we ended up as vanilla as potentially we we might have you know so yeah. I think we ended up way with, with a way better flavor you know I yeah. think it, it, yeah it's I'm pretty I'm pretty satisfied. No, I remember uh, I I many moons ago when when Yoag was a thing I was really attached to to this concept uh, that I was kicking around with some people I called it Javier and it was it was the he was he was really really dumb. But his Griffin is super smart and constantly <laughs> saving him. And when I was like, "Oh yeah, we're bringing back Yonag. What's it gonna be?" And now that I see how these two work together in game, I'm like, "Okay, good. They, yeah. they, have, they have they have doubled <laughs> they the potency preserve. of they that, preserve, yeah. and 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 made it even more fun and everything." Ian, design story. What's what what's your favorite moment during during Cled? There have been a lot of real comical bugs that I wish people could see. <laughs> One of my favorites was, uh, so when you were riding around on uh, Skarl, everything was totally normal. As soon as you got dismounted, Cled looked totally fine. Skarl expanded to 100 times the size <laughs> that Lizard normally is. And then just like Jurassic Park stomped over the fight and then reached like the brush to hide. Disappeared. <laughs> like magic, just gone. So, so he would just grow as he was running into a brush. Uh, no, he just immediately snapped to a million times the size. Oh, so okay, just, good, good. <laughs> just obscured your entire vision. Gigantic dinosaur lumbering could, away. Could you not see anything underneath him, or did he become like the texture? Oh, you could you could kind of make things out, but it was literally like a T Rex. Look, man, <laughs> I'm just saying. Right when now. when are you going to let me have the the strategic identity of obscuring the entire <laughs> map with a giant lizard? That'll be the next one. <laughs> yeah, Clyde two. Yeah, Clyde harder. Yeah. Oh my god. There yeah. was another great bug. This was just like one accidental script mistake. Every basic attack Cled did turned his opponent also into Cled. <laughs> what? Literally, <laughs> suddenly they just became another Cled. So you could just hit everyone on the enemy team, five Cleds. So that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> rotating game mode. Yeah. Is is uh, the champions infect the other the champions, champions with themselves. Yeah. You try to see who can get 10, 10 of it as it goes. Yeah, that's the uh, look, man. I, I now I want to create a group. We got to be the the grateful Cled, uh, <laughs> or, or or the walking Cled, maybe. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. The Scarl, the the you know, uh, how does Jesus make his coffee? He brews it, Scarl. <laughs> he brews it. Just many memes to be had. I I yeah. I think, and and this is this is one that you know. One one last kind of shout out to you guys for really bringing it to this place because I have actually. Never heard uh, of a character internally that was really this contentious, and and that's something that I think might not bleed through to a lot of people on the outside. You know, we're all laughing and having a good time because because I think we're we're at the end of the ride, uh, or or for the balance, only the beginning. <laughs> you know, as people will will take to the forums screaming about getting trampled by Cled. Sorry uh, slash, you're welcome. A little of both. Yeah, yeah, a little a little bit of a, a little bit of B, but but this is something that. Uh, you know, I, I can't even really imagine the pressure because you, you know, you have playtesters, you have, uh, you know, people on the balance team, you have concerned individuals from around the company being like, hey, man, you know, I don't know if like old man is going to be, you know, mm -hmm. like a cool thing people want to do. I don't know if hick or hillbilly is a cool thing. And all the way down to like, hey, I need to tell you why 
if you release this champion into the game, League of Legends will die this year, right? Like, you know, you personally have said this to me once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I may have, I may have a couple times, but, but yeah, really being able to bring it around uh, and get it to the state, the really polished state that it's in. Uh, you know, I hope people out there are gonna like it. Uh, I'm gonna leave everyone with, uh, with one last line. He's so fun to do. I think. Thank you. Shoutouts to you and everyone else that did the voice lines. This is this is one of the most fun characters to do. But uh, but uh. Ian, if you will combo with me on this, can you do the Skarl part? Of course. Yeah, so this is uh, this is my, my favorite line uh, from Clint Skarl is, You know, I keep hallucinating sometimes that you can talk. <laughs> nah, it'll pass. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> that, that. That was when I knew. That was when I knew this character was going to be for me. So, so, uh, so thank you guys for coming by and hanging out and talking about Kled. Uh, everyone out there, uh, please leave us a comment, like, subscribe, plus one upvote. I don't know what you do, but <laughs> anything you need to do to tell us uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, what we can do better for next time. And we will all see you out there on the rift, probably riding a cowardly lizard uh, and screaming charge. <laughs> and I hate you <laughs> as as we as we uh, dive our spear and pocket pistol right into your gullet. So. Guys, thank you again one more time, and thanks all of you for listening. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.